Hi, welcome back to Crossing Boundaries. This is episode two, and we're your hosts, Elizabeth and Xavier Ifill. Yeah. <laughs> so in our first episode, we talked about what this podcast is about, what where we thought of this podcast, where the idea came from. Yeah. And some of the content that we're going to be covering. Oh, but yeah. this episode, we're going to be talking about few different things so first we want to cover who this podcast is for absolutely we're also going to talk about our story a little bit we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna ask each other some questions um so that it's a little bit more of a dialogue and um also to give you some background about who we are and our story and then we are going to focus this episode on healthy relationships yeah so we'll get into those in a little more detail. But Xavier, why don't you start us off with okay. who is this podcast for? So this podcast is for everyone. It's for the single, the married, if you're in a relationship, in between relationships, and all those whose status says it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a it's complicated status relationship? We'll talk about that next season. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Anyone else? Well, so actually, when we were prepping for this, Xavier said, it's for men and women of all ages. And I said, well, it's not actually for men and women of all ages because we do plan on talking about sex at some point. And so if you have kids, sometimes you may not want them in the room. We're not going to be talking inappropriately, but sometimes kids don't need to be present for certain subject matters. Well, we may say something like warning. Yes, we'll do warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, just kind of reiterating what we talked about in our last episode. Um, we're not experts. We're not counselors. We are just newlyweds and... 50 days today. Yeah, 50 days married today. And we're just looking to create a dialogue with people um something that we've talked about a lot is how much we feel that our world and our communities would be um changed and impacted if more people were in healthy relationships yeah and just when we say relationships we mean like romantic relationships Um, obviously like healthy friendships are important too healthy relationships with other members of your family are really important, but the focus of this podcast is in the arena of romantic relationships. Yeah, help us out because we don't have any romance. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just think of like there, you know, there's so many, um, so many social issues that can be stemmed back to. Um, unhealthy relationships, whether it was your parents or your own relationships or friends, um, things that get a little weird. Yeah, another episode. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with our Q&A. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question first. Um, So what are some unhealthy behaviors or patterns that you have observed in relationships or you have personally experienced in the past? Uh, Unhealthy is uh, expectations 
always comes mm-hmm. into play where like two people are expecting two different things yeah um where you're, you're like um i thought you were supposed to do blank yeah and you've never actually had that conversation yeah that's um something that i've seen quite a bit um there's also sometimes like gender roles that come into play where mm-hmm. like men are supposed to do blank and yeah. women are supposed yeah. to do blank um those kind of end up being unhealthy behaviors that don't work out quite as well as people hope. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to gender roles, I know that growing up, um, my dad worked and my mom stayed home, but she had a business that she ran at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like housework, um, it was very much shared. Like I remember my mom um, cleaning, but she would also make us clean. But then my dad did a lot of the cooking. Did you have similar... Like, what were gender roles like for you growing up? Like, what did you observe? So gender roles was a new term to me when we started talking about it moving into high school and college and the sociology um, classes. And the reason why it was new to me was because I saw both parents doing things that weren't limited to male and um, man and woman. Mm. And so, like, it was, I don't know, like, my dad cooked, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, my mom worked a, a pretty heavy job, yeah. like, it, you know, so, uh, when it came to roles for me and, um, our family and the way I grew up, I didn't understand that there was only men only things or women only things. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so with that being said, another unhealthy thing that happens a lot in relationships is that, um, an individual a person may believe that what they saw growing up was healthy yeah. when in actuality it's unhealthy mm-hmm. and so it's hard to break that pattern and that cycle uh, going forward yeah um, I think that when you're talking about expectations or like um, even just like it makes me it made me think about when we took our pre-marriage course one of the activities that they had us do was they listed out a bunch of um communication styles and they had them like on a scale so it would be like um uh what, what's a different example i think it was one to ten no no it was like one end would say um like shuts down when yeah. when angry mm-hmm. and the other side would say like has a healthy dialogue yeah so I had all these different communication scenarios and it had like opposite ends of the spectrum. And it was like, put a put a mark on the line where your family communicated, how your family communicated growing up mm-hmm. uh, with these different communication styles. <clears throat> and I had always had this understanding that while Xavier and I had very different childhoods, that our families were similar and mm-hmm. we filled out this thing yeah. and exchanged it with each other. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, our families communicated completely opposite. And that was was such, yeah, it was like such an eye opening activity for us to do and really great in understanding why he might communicate a certain way and Mm -hmm. that that doesn't necessarily mean what I think it means. Yeah. And so, something that like we used to struggle with, um, that you've been really good about is when we would have a disagreement or an argument, Xavier would stop speaking to me. Yeah. And um, he does it more so out of like... I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Or something that I'm going to regret. Exactly. Regret. So I would just 
be quiet. Right. And I would take it as complete like abandonment and neglect and like it's over and the world's ending mm-hmm. and he hates me and never wants to speak to me again. And so that was such a great activity for us to do. And it really opened my eyes to why that's your way of doing that because that's how your family communicates. Yeah. Whereas mine doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. We just don't communicate about anything important or <laughs> emotional. <laughs> so when you don't speak to me, it was like, oh my gosh, he hates me, you know? And so it's easy for expectations to be completely all over the place. Yeah. If you haven't had these conversations about what's expected when you have an argument, how are you going to communicate with each other? Yeah. Or... Or even just like, what is the status of our relationship moving forward? That's a big miscommunication or Mm. misunderstood expectation for sure. Yeah. Um, Cool. Should we move on to the next question? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So uh, tell us, um, (laughs) where did you get your information about relationships like, you know, how would you know or where would you go check or what were the sources that you checked or looked at to get information when it came to relationships? Um, As a teenager, I would say magazines for sure, Mm -hmm. like teen magazines and horrible things like Cosmopolitan, which (laughs) it's just like, who writes this stuff? No offense if you are a writer for one of these magazines Mm. because I know you do it for – um, the headliners and for, you know, people to purchase them. But as a young teenage girl, um, reading things like how to know if he's into you, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> you know, I just wish there were other things uh, like more substantive things. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't really great. And also just like you see stuff on TV and you think that that's real life. And, you know, when we were younger, there really wasn't reality TV. So it was just sitcoms and movies, which may actually have been better (laughs) than reality TV, but still not real. Um, As I got older, I think that I would look at couples that I knew who I thought were in healthy relationships um, or that had been together for a long time, like maybe friends' parents or something, and without really knowing if they were in a healthy relationship or not, it would mimic things that they would do Yeah, that may or may not have been healthy patterns. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say that I had a lot of good resources when it came to um, what – where I was getting this information from about like what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. I, I, I believe for me, it all came from TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Fresh Prince was uh, a show that I would, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't watching it trying to figure out, was this a source of what a healthy relationship looked like? Yeah. But I know that watching it, I learned what a family, um, what a sort of fun- functional family looked mm-hmm. like. Um, Family Matters was another one. Martin is his favorite. Martin show is definitely ever. my favorite. Um, what did you learn about relationships from Martin? <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to have fun. Mm, that's have, good. Have fun. Um, I don't kick anybody out with the way he did, <laughs> but um, Martin was definitely another one. Uh, 
I think Boy Meets World mm -hmm. was another one yeah. uh, that, you know, I didn't watch it, like I said, like looking like, oh, yeah, I'm taking notes. Yeah. But it definitely helped shape what I thought of as like um, healthy, mm -hmm. functional uh, relationships. Yeah. So TV definitely played a big role. It's so me. interesting, yeah, for me too. When you think about it, though, like how much more wholesome TV shows were back then. Like, yeah. like Family Matters, it was a legit, like, healthy family structure. Like, mm -hmm. some of the characters had... Except for the next-door neighbor. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had some major character flaws, as we all do. And some boundary flaws. Right, but if you compare that to, like, sitcoms now, where it's, like, there's so much going on, and it's, like, you know, it's, like... Um, it's not even normal. Like, whose life is that? Right. Yeah. And there's not any healthy boundaries. Like, Family Matters always had, like, a lesson to be learned and, yeah. like, an arc. And, like, you know, everyone came together at the end mm -hmm. and pulled through and mm -hmm. was, you know, like, oh, this is why we're a family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, don't know if t I don't know if TV shows have that now. No, not as much. This, yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay, next question. Are you ready? Nope. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, boundaries, people. Ugh, we'll talk more about boundaries at the end <laughs> of the episode. Um, what's a behavior that you had to change to make our relationship more successful? Okay. It's a tough question. Um, yes. In Insights into yourself are not <laughs> the easy ones to answer. Uh, I think what... The, the biggest change, right, or the, let's be on par with the question, the behavior that I had to change was that um, I felt like in the beginning that I had to have my own self-identity mm -hmm. and that that identity stood alone and then my relationship was something else. Mm -hmm. and, that, and so the friction would come when I felt like um, I wasn't able to quote unquote be myself or do my own thing mm -hmm. per se, that doesn't mean like a bad thing. It, yeah. is, it just means that like if I'm going to make a sacrifice because I believe it's going to help my career yeah. in the long run and it comes at odds with our relationship, then there was some friction there. Mm -hmm. And so the minute I began to just make them all one yeah. and then bring um, – you, Elizabeth, into the, the entire journey mm -hmm. and started working on it together, our relationship changed yeah. because I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't looking to legitimize my identity outside of our relationship. Yeah. And that also didn't mean that my identity was diminished because I wasn't looking for something outside of our relationship. Yeah. And so the moment that I was able to put the two together um everything became more fruitful mm -hmm. it became a lot easier it yeah. was less tension and then i believe that you know you elizabeth became more uh, supportive yeah. in that process um because it was just you knew mm -hmm. where, where i was i was able to let you in to know how i was thinking yeah and then um a lot of the frustration that i would have on my own became our frustration yeah yeah right? our challenges my challenges became our challenges mm -hmm. as just well as my success became our success, yeah. right? And so we became closer together because I was able to make all of it one. Yeah. I think that's such a cool 
thing because I think that a lot of people struggle with that even, you know, 10, 20 years into marriage. Um, So especially in a dating relationship, that's a huge thing is like people are afraid of losing their identity. And um, that hasn't been my struggle, but I definitely remember that about you. And it was just that you required a lot more alone time and you required a lot more privacy. And it wasn't like, and I never took it this way, like that you were keeping secrets from me. I understood like that's who you were and that's who, that's how your personality was and that's how you process things. But it also was very like, the longer we were together, it was kind of like, oh, when's he going to let me in? You know, like, when's he going to let me, like, join the fight with him? Um, but I also knew, you know, and I had prayed about our relationship, and I just knew, like, that this was where I was supposed to be with oh, yeah. you. <laughs> and so I was very patient. And, you know, it wasn't like you just made a switch overnight or, like, you just – said to me like hey I've been doing this and now I'm gonna do it this way Mm -hmm. but it was very evident like that our relationship changed when you started doing that and it does it makes it much easier to just like flow as a couple yeah when you're both being open and vulnerable with each other and taking each other along for the journey Mm -hmm. and I see that even now in our relationship like um if something, you know, is going on with your friends, it's like, okay, yeah, we will be there. Yeah. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm going to go, like, you're going to find something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, it's like, I now have, I get to, like, have relationships with your friends and, yeah. like, get to know what's going on in their lives. And, um, and everybody wins in that because yeah. we all gain friendships and and yeah. more like community with each other yeah. it's much easier to be a family right yeah Which is the goal of all of this yeah um, you know to to break down barriers to cross boundaries and to like really be a hey, name drop crossing <laughs> boundaries <laughs> Take it easy. Um, <laughs> it, it just makes it easier it makes it a lot easier to um have your family have your friends and then make it all one but Mm -hmm. one just means that there's unity not that everyone is thinking the same and doing the same thing Mm -hmm. so what would you say to someone with children or with a child who was struggling to find um their identity like I think that's a big thing too is that not only is it in relationships but then you bring a child into the picture and it's like, I've completely lost my identity. Um, I know I work with a lot of women in my business. And so I know this is like very common with mothers, but I can imagine it's no different with fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, This feeling like I've lost myself. I don't have any identity any longer outside of being a mom or a dad or a husband or a wife. So, uh, I'm not a parent yet, uh, so I'll do my best to tackle this. Yeah. Uh, so um, if you are a parent out there, take it easy on me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the outside looking in, I think the, 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 it requires a perspective shift, right? And so it's easy to look at the child and think, oh, I'm losing part of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm losing what I used to do. I'm using, losing uh, myself. And, you know, what 
I'm suggesting is that you look at that child and you have no idea what this child is going to be, yeah. whose lives they're going to impact, yeah. um, where they're going to go, what they're going to see, what books are going to be written mm-hmm. about them, the movies that will be written about them. You have no idea about that. And so you get to play a part in shaping that child. Yeah. And so instead of looking at them like, oh, man, I used to be able to, mm-hmm. let's look at it like, wow, I have you for a little while, right? Because you're going to leave just like I left home too. Yeah. I have an opportunity to like, give you the tools to be the greatest person you were called to be. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start to look at that little person like that, it changes things. And it also makes you step up your game because now you're like, well, if this person's, if this little person that's in my responsibility, that's my responsibility is going to be this great person, then I need to do my part to, to build that bridge for them. And so that's what I would say. Um, go easy on me. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I, 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 I genuinely believe that that can change the relationship and it can change how you see things and it can change your day-to-day in those moments where you feel like um, you feel lost hope. Mm-hmm. You feel like, you know, you're just like a, a throw-up bucket. Yeah. Um, and you're just nothing more than that child's... Nanny. Nanny. Chef. Chef. <laughs> Um, personal assistant toilet disposal (laughs) Um, in those moments when you feel like that if you can catch a glimpse of wow this kid is going to change the world not because it's my kid but because um, this is a gift from God and realizing that will definitely change your um, your Monday or Tuesday and your Thursday afternoon (laughs) not Wednesdays Wednesdays is a rough day it's all good hump day hump day let's be honest Wednesdays going to be a rough day but it's cool that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I think it's your turn to ask me a question. Okay. Even though we're both talking. Okay. It's cool. My turn. All right. So, Elizabeth, tell me what is or what was your image of a successful relationship then, right, at some time ago that could have been yesterday mm. or maybe even <laughs> further, and versus now all right i think that my idea of a successful relationship used to be um i think i always knew that i was gonna get married i always knew i i wanted to be like a family with somebody Mm -hmm. but i think that i focused so much on that that to me my image of a successful relationship was simply that it was just marriage Mm -hmm. um and it was like almost like all right marriage has happened now i've arrived and that's it and we're gonna be happy forever for the rest of our lives and it's gonna be awesome um and i had a big wake-up call Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think now i think a successful relationship like i still value marriage obviously we're married but um, marriage is just like the beginning of our life yeah. and like it's not arriving it's actually just like starting yeah and um and marriage isn't everything in our life like but it's a huge chunk and a huge important thing for us yeah and um i think the success in our relationship will always be um you know, are we putting God first? Yeah. 
are we um, staying true to the vows that we made to each other? Yeah. Um, are we making time for each other consistently? Mm-hmm. And um, like checking in with each other, like being honest with each other, like, are you good? Yeah. You know, like if you're not good or I don't even know if you're good, that's a problem. I'm not good. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face because he <laughs> smiled as he said that. Um, but yeah, I think like so often it's easy to get into a routine because you're like, all right, I'm married now. Like we're good. Yeah. You know, whether that's like you stop taking care of yourself or um, you stop going on dates or... Uh, you stop making time for each other or whatever it is like you just get into a routine and um, you stop like having fun together yeah and making it like about routines like, and yeah it's just like all right like you're gonna pick up the kids right or mm-hmm. like I'm gonna grab the groceries and you know I'll make dinner and whatever um, then you're it's bound to, like, wear down, yeah. you know? Like, you didn't fall in love with each other because of routines. Yeah. You fell in love with each other because of fun and excitement and mm-hmm. um, spontaneity. And those oh, yeah. things are really <laughs> – those things are all really important to keep alive in your relationship long term. Mm-hmm. Um, the routines and stuff are awesome, and they're great for making day-to-day – functional Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of routines we're actually very routine oriented people yeah um but you know we keep our date every friday night that's like a non-negotiable non-negotiable um you're obviously silly and fun and um i didn't know it was obvious (laughs) we also do um xavier started after our 31st day of marriage Mm. he i came home one day and he had put a journal on my nightstand that said read me please (laughs) (laughs) and inside of it he said I'm going to write you something every day that I love about you and he had written something and so now every morning when I wake up there's a new journal entry with the date and um, something that he loves about me and so Mm. after about a week it made me so happy to like read it every day that I did the same thing for him, and now it's just, like, our thing that we do. And I think that's such a great way for us to keep checking in with each other and also to... um, Remind ourselves that we love each other. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's hard to go to bed in a fight when I'm looking at this journal on my nightstand that has, like, all these things that my husband loves about me. Mm. You know, it's hard to, like look at him in the bed and be like, don't talk to me tonight. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just doing little things like that and being consistent with them and saying like, I'm going to take 30 seconds every day to write a little love note to my spouse um, because this relationship is worth it to me and this person is worth it to me and Mm -hmm. I want this to last. So I'm going to invest in it and I'm going to – I'm going to, like, make it a priority. Yeah. Hashtag, I will fight for this. Yeah. Shout out Pastor Carl, who just <laughs> preached that. Our pastor just preached a message um, called that today. Mm. Um, yes. So, yeah, I will always fight for our marriage. 
And that's something that we pray about together, that we just always keep our marriage protected. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that is my image of a successful relationship now. Mm. It has nothing to do with us having house or a certain number of kids or um, making a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like us being honorable to our relationship okay. and sticking with it. I think for me, um, then it was um, that we would have a house um, and that I would have this man cave <laughs> and that I would just hang out there and just watch sports all day, <laughs> every day. And then um, I had no idea of the actual relationship, mm-hmm. but I knew that its functionality would be we would be cool. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that we talked. It doesn't mean that we actually had fun. It just means that we didn't argue. Mm-hmm. That that was then. Now, um, the image is peace, mm-hmm. right? It's like, um, but peace doesn't mean absence of chaos. Yeah. Peace just means that uh, we're on the same rhythm, if you will. Like, we're in contact with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we know... Um, we know where each other stands, mm-hmm. and our jobs is, is to support the other person and to um, lift them up when they're down, walk with them, hold their hand, um, inspire, and just, just be there because, you know, following your dreams, following your calling, um, owning a business, starting a business, raising a family, all of those comes with its own challenges. And so that other person, your partner, your spouse, um, really is that like sounding board that says you're okay mm-hmm. and we're in this together Yeah, and you're doing a great job and despite how things look um, we're in this together and it's going to work out. Yeah. I don't, I didn't have an idea of that before and that's the image that I have of it now. Like this, this peace, yeah. this overwhelming, uh, cal- calming, that it's not absence of chaos. I got to say that because I think a lot of times we think that peace just means that we're on the beach somewhere with yeah. the, the white soft sand yeah. and the waves are coming and then everything is good. And so that can be an aspect of it, uh, but that's not every day. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just peace means through it all, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. It makes me think of one of our good friends um, had this, like, image of us right after our wedding, and she was telling us about it, that she saw us walking underwater, holding hands, and, um, like, the waves were crashing, and it was, like, complete chaos, Um, but we were good. We were, like, happy, and we were just holding hands, and we were walking underwater together, and that's what it makes me think of. Like, life is going to be crazy. Yep. Like, no one's life is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. That's just not. That's just not how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having peace in our relationship is something that we both can control by choosing every single day. I'm going to value you, and I'm yeah. going to prioritize your needs, and um, I trust that you're going to do the same with mine. Yep. And so it's not a. It's a give and take. It's not like. I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, mm-hmm. and I'm worn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know, for us, that means little things like... Um, we're we, not keeping score. Yeah, we're not keeping score. Um, and we're on the same team. Yeah. But even, like, practical things, like, we go to bed together every night. Yeah. You know, it's not like one of us goes to bed before the other one. Or even waking up in the morning, and we have to wake up very early. Mm -hmm. um, but there are days when Xavier has to wake up before me, and so I'll get up with him, or vice versa, and um, just to, like, spend a few minutes with each other to make each other tea, whatever. Yeah. Um, just so that, like, hey, do you need any help getting ready for the day? Like, yeah. whatever. Like, Xavier put snacks in my bag because I don't remember. He fills up my water bottle. Like, we have little practical things that we do for each other every day that is just us, like, saying, hey, I support you. I love you. You're mm -hmm. going to have a great day. Yeah, even and if you don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which at 5 a.m. when we are headed to work, uh, we usually don't feel like it. We actually head to work earlier than 5 a.m. We start work at 5 a.m. There you go. Just so, so we, people know. Yeah, we leave work. We leave our home at 4:30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it if you can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were called. To. <laughs> yes. All right. Off track. Next question. Um. Oh, so this was something that this was a question we thought of. Because we get asked this a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to have you answer it, though. But people ask us all the time, um, when we first met, were we thinking of marriage? Or did we know that we were going to get married? Because mm -hmm. so many people are like, oh, it was love at first sight. Mm -hmm. I think so. You could answer this one for us. Okay. So um, I think we could. I could answer this part for both of us and yes. say, no, we were not <laughs> thinking of marriage when we first met. Um, for some people, that's the story. Yeah. Uh, that's not our story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't uh, take that away from anyone. If yeah. that is your story, that's pretty cool. Yeah. For us, that was not the case. And um, I think for a large part of our relationship, that was not the case. Yeah. And I also just want to, before you continue. Um, Interrupting you. <laughs> because our podcast is for everyone. Yeah. And because a lot of our friends are on huge and like along the spectrum as far as their beliefs and um their relationship status um as we said before like we um like we have biblical um views and that was not always the case yeah and so we have a lot of friends who are um that we know from church who like, do not date without the intention of marriage. Yeah. And that's great. You know, like, that prevents a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. Um, but then on the other end, we have friends who are, like, uninterested in marriage, and that's fine, too. Yeah. Um, but I just think, like, it makes our story really unique that when we started this journey together, we weren't looking to get married yeah. anytime soon or at all. Like, I don't think we were like, ooh, could this be the person I'm spending no, the rest of my life with? No, spectrum. Um, and neither one of us was looking to date anyone at yeah. that point either. So, little background, but continue. Yeah. So, where did I leave off? That neither one of us were thinking about marriage. Yeah. So we weren't. We were not uh, thinking about marriage. Uh, we weren't even thinking about God. Um, mm -hmm. So, I think it's it's 
important to say that because I think a lot of times um, couples get to the couples get to the point where things are all good. Yeah. And then go back and tell people that aren't there yet that, oh, yeah, yeah, it was love at first sight. And so that does nothing for the person who is not experiencing that. Yeah. And also, you know, sometimes uh, in the process of being in a relationship, a dating relationship, before you even get to dating, sometimes people will have the expectation that the person that they're going to date needs to be the person that they're going to marry on day one. Yeah. And so our Elizabeth and I's story... Um, was not that we grew into um, who we are now and there's so much more growth to go yeah and so you know if you're out there and you're listening and you know that person that you are dating or thinking about dating may not have all of the boxes checked (laughs) it's okay yeah yeah because Neither one of us had boxes to check yeah. when we first met. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have. A, we didn't have a list. Well, we were like, "Oh, you're like we were actually friends first, um, yep. but um, it just developed into something else. But it's it wasn't developed into this might be the person I'm gonna marry. It developed into like, oh, this is someone that I enjoy hanging out with, and I wouldn't mind like spending the weekends with. Yeah. So. Um, that's that. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. I want to scare anybody away. Yes. So let's move into healthy relationships. So we feel like since our podcast goal is to talk about relationships, mm-hmm. we should kind of make this first season, like our theme will be about healthy relationships and um, we'll go through different topics within that but we wanted to talk today about defining what healthy relationships are mm-hmm. um what does healthy dating look like yeah um and just like the implications within that so when it comes to marriage um we came up with a definition of like a healthy marriage and what we want our marriage to look like mm-hmm when we were planning our wedding um, for a little book that we made that we gave to our guests, and we included it on there, but we wrote, um, marriage is both partners giving themselves voluntarily and sacrificially to each other with a mutual love commitment. It's a union based on equal and mutual sharing guided by love with sacred vows that were never to be broken. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think that so many people, like we said last episode, um, when they would give us marriage advice, they would be like, oh, marriage is such a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that implies that, like, you're giving and not receiving. Yeah. And um, we wrote, both partners are giving themselves voluntarily and sacrificially each other with a mutual love commitment. So yeah. I think that's the difference is that um, – you're choosing to sacrifice certain things for this person out of love yes. for them. Yeah. Not out of pain for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Xavier talking about how his old view of a healthy relationship was like the big house so he could have his man cave and watch sports all day. <laughs> that view has changed. And yeah. while Xavier still loves sports more than anyone, um, 
that's not his idea of what creating a healthy family looks like. And so the chances of him sitting alone watching sports are probably going to be really slim to none. Unless I'm in the house by myself. Exactly. (laughs) But the thing is, like, I have, like, part of my sacrifice for him would be, like, let's watch sports together. I'm not, like, love – I don't love watching basketball, but, like, I love hanging out with Xavier, so it's worth it for me to sit down and watch a game with him Mm. um, and spend time with him, whereas, like, he would give up a game to go do something that I want to do, like maybe go out to dinner or something. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just both of us choosing, like, what's priority right now. And mm. the, if our priority is always each other, yeah, then it doesn't really make it difficult or, like, a huge sacrifice to let something go, yes. something else go. Absolutely. So that's marriage, but what about healthy dating? Okay. Well. You want me but, to take yeah, this Yeah, I want, I want to hear what you have to say. All right, so um, singleness, um, I think, not I think, I will say that it definitely starts with you, the individual, right? So in order to um, get to the point of a healthy relationship, you need a healthy individual first, right? And so what is mm-hmm. that? what does that mean, right? So um, you've got to be comfortable with you, who you mm-hmm. are, the things that you like, the things that you don't like, your opportunities for growth. Yeah. Um, just being comfortable being alone. Yeah. Right? And so in that moment, you're not thinking, oh, I wish somebody else was here. You're just like in the moment, very present, like, I'm happy right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need another person to make me happy. Right. You know? And so those are the kind of things that, like, if you work on that, your relationship will only be healthier once you're combined with someone else. Yeah. Um, And also, taking the time now that, you know, you are by yourself to really just chase your passion, chase your calling, um, and not chase people. Mm -hmm. Like, I know for Elizabeth and I, at the point that we became um, in a relationship, we weren't looking for each other. Yeah. Right? We were both trying to figure it out individually. Yeah. And so, in that... um, it made it a lot easier to make the transition because we didn't stop what we were doing. Yeah. So it never felt like a sacrifice. Yeah. Where we were just going forward um, each day by day. And so, you know, that's definitely going to make a difference in your relationship going forward. As well as, like, you know, it's okay to relax, right? <laughs> it's okay to relax. It's okay to enjoy uh, where you are. And, not just dread not being uh, with someone, not looking at holidays, thinking, oh, I wish I had somebody to be with right mm-hmm. now. Or, you know, checking out social media yeah. and seeing everyone's in a relationship or they're going on these trips together. Yeah. Your day will come. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong with taking yourself on a trip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't worry about what other people think or maybe be like, oh, who are you here with? And you say, oh. So, like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, enjoy Say your trip. Say it with confidence. You, you spent money on that trip, right? Enjoy that trip. Explore. You know, really just take the opportunity to build on your own character as well as work on some of the things that, you know, need growth. Yeah. And finding out what you like. Because, you like, if you spend time, like, going on a vacation by yourself, like, 
that in and of itself is such a like personal journey. Like mm-hmm. what kind of vacation do you like? Do you like going to the beach and relaxing or do you want to go like on an adventure? Do you want to go to a city, like yeah. go to Europe or something? Like mm-hmm. you learn so much about yourself by traveling and um, the more you know about yourself and the more you know about what you like and don't like, the easier it will be when you meet someone to determine like if this person's going to work for you or not. Yeah, if they're compatible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like what you were saying earlier too, like if you're miserable and all like you were saying earlier while we were prepping for this, um, you know, those people who like don't look in the mirror cause they don't like the way they look yeah. and they, um, you know, have a lot of insecurities and they're unhappy in their job and they don't have good friendships. If they meet someone, which is very likely you're going to meet someone who's really similar. Yeah to you yeah um and do you want to be with someone like that like it's not going to would you say it will work but it won't last long yeah yeah and it won't be emotionally fulfilling either yeah yeah both people will feel like time was wasted right and yeah. yeah i think like one of the most attractive things to me about xavier when we were dating was all of the things that he was doing outside of our relationship and I'm not talking about work I'm talking about all of the volunteer opportunities like he volunteers for a lot of different organizations and um he does a lot of really cool things that make him very interesting and gave us a lot to talk about yeah you know if you don't have a life outside of each other you don't have things going on outside of each other you're not gonna you're gonna run out of things to talk about really quick mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's like things that he's really passionate about and seeing his passion in that and seeing how much time he dedicated to those things and still does um, was really attractive to me because I saw that it it was, I saw his character. I could see like, wow, this guy is about so much more than himself and mm-hmm. um, he's about so much more than work. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really about like building up his community and mentoring young boys. And these are all things that are really important to him and they still continue to be important to him. Yeah. So, um, pursuing your passions can, can bring you the person that you want to spend your time with because yeah. they might have the same passions as you, or they should have some similar passions, Yeah. but it also will make you guys more attractive to the other person yeah yeah just like um uh in the spirit of what attracted me to elizabeth um i remember that she used to um go to the beach by herself Mm -hmm. i was like first of all who wants to go to the beach (laughs) like no especially not in new york city i'm biased my dad's from barbados new york city beaches no so she would go to the beach by herself, and I just thought, like, wow, like, one, they're not easy to get to. Yeah. And then, two, like, how much confidence do you have to have in yourself to spend time alone on a beach yeah. by yourself? Like, I always thought that was cool. Yeah. And so we're not just talking just to talk. Um, we've actually, like, gone through this. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because you've never told me that before. Mm-hmm. But it's also something like I don't go to the beach by myself anymore, but I do like go sit by the water a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that is so a part of like my soul care. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't 
go spend time alone by the water like at least once a month I feel a little bit off like Mm -hmm. I love being around the water and um so it's funny that the thing that actually like I need to feel Mm -hmm. sane and to feel grounded is the thing that attracted you Mm -hmm. about me that's cool Mm. (laughs) he's giving me the googly eyes guys Um, so you were saying chase your passion, your calling, and instead of chasing people, like we weren't looking for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something our pastor always says, and he says it like really funny, but he says like, you know, chase, like go on the path that God called you on and be on that path and like kill it. Be like owning it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look around. Do you see anyone that you're attracted to on that path? Mm -hmm. If you see someone, cool. Keep going down the path. Mm -hmm. Keep going, keep going. And, like, you know, when you get a little further, like, look around again. Do you see that same person? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Maybe now you could be like, hey, let's go on this journey together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's cool because even for Xavier and I dating, um, something that we started doing together was serving homeless people Mm -hmm. and um that changed our relationship drastically yeah and that was something that we were already in a really good place and we had already started to like think about our future together and we had been together for a while at that point but doing something serving people together and serving god um was something that like brought us so much closer together and also um really built our character as a couple Mm -hmm. and established kind of um some of our values as far as like moving forward together and Mm -hmm. things that were important to us um and i also was thinking about how in a relationship like you should be at a point where you want the person in your life you don't need them in your life and so um I don't remember if I mentioned this in our first episode that I was married before. Whoa. I, got, <laughs> I was I got married when I was 22 and um I was married almost 5 years and something about that relationship that stands out to me that's so different from this one yeah. is that yeah. um <laughs> is that I was so dependent on this person to bring me happiness and joy and rescue me that um I couldn't imagine not being with him because I literally needed him and so when we were getting a divorce I didn't know how I was going to move on with my life and that was really scary whereas now with Xavier like I've been alone I've been independent I know I can take care of myself um, I actually enjoyed being single and and taking care of myself and seeing that I was good at managing my own money and yep. and you know paying my own bills and making my own money and you know starting a business and mm-hmm. doing all of these things that I didn't think I was capable of doing and it showed me my strength and my resilience yeah. so that now with Xavier it's like I don't need him oh man. <laughs> I don't need him, and I know that, but I want him in my life because he brings me so much joy, and he and it's, like, such a great benefit to my life. Mm. And I think that's a huge difference in a healthy relationship is, like, do you need that person or do you want that person in your life? 
and um and this isn't to bash anybody like we are not here to bash anyone that we have ever been in a relationship with um because without them we wouldn't be who we are yeah and um that's just not our style but we speak life yeah um but you know i was also 22 and not with a lot of healthy guidance so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that um I would be seeking someone to rescue me and to like, you know, that someone that I would need. Um, Whereas like now it's literally 10 years later and I'm at a different place in my life and like I'm more independent and more confident for sure. Mm. And um, so I have a partner now that I've brought along in my life because I want them there, not because I need them to survive. Him, not them. <laughs> <laughs> the Our, him is me. Yes, I think they got it. Okay. Um, Just making sure. So back to healthy dating. Um, something that we talked about was um, having shared values. Yeah. So um, we actually use some values that we care about. Mm-hmm that are really important to us in our vows, our wedding vows. And that's how we wrote our wedding vows. Yeah. Um, but what are some values that you think that couples should have? Okay. Some shared values. So I, I think, uh, what you believe as far as faith yeah. is, um, monumental, mm-hmm. um, in going forward yeah. in your relationship. I think even as a single person, just, um, ho- owning that, like, what is what do you believe like yeah. what is your faith value system cuz mm-hmm. it's going to matter when you add someone else to that yeah. you know things like how you want to raise your kids mm-hmm. what kind of life that you want to live um you know where do you want to live you know those those are kind of things yeah. that like you know those are things that are valuable to certain people the involvement of family yeah um you know living means you know some people want lavish yeah some people are like no i want the tiny home (laughs) i think you should figure that out yeah yeah (laughs) Um, even just being on the same page about that like mm -hmm. and and having expectations about um what a healthy income is as a family yep so yeah so thinking about things like you know for me I have a lot of close friends, and so that's very valuable yeah. to me. And so that's one of the things that, you know, Elizabeth and I talk about, and she's very comfortable with it, and I bring them all around. Yeah. And so if I couldn't have them in my life and be in this relationship, yeah. then I couldn't be in this relationship. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, too, I think is important. Like, pay attention to your person if you're in a relationship and, and what they value, because From the get-go, I knew Xavier's friends were important even before I met them. And I didn't meet them for a long time because of the space that we were in. We weren't thinking about a future, so it wasn't important for me to meet his friends. But as we developed into a more serious relationship um, and Xavier started to bring me along, like, I got to know them. They got to know me. Um, But I knew from step one like these guys are very important to him they are his brothers and he's always gonna have a very close relationship with them and he's gonna talk to them every day and that's just the way it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and so for me I actually desire for him to spend time with his friends more because it 
it it's him it's who he is and like it it allows him to have that space to be a guy and be like a friend you know be a brother and that makes him a more well-rounded person and a better partner for me. Yeah. And, you know, the relationships, it, it will last longer um, if you can keep those kind of things as well, right? So, like, if I feel like I had to choose, mm-hmm. then it just it's just not going to work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And some people make the relationship to choose the relationship. I'm not going to get into what you should choose. Yeah. But what I will say is that, at some point, there becomes resentment right. and regret. And that's just not a good way to start. Yeah. So, um, as you're single, wherever you are right now, understand that about yourself. Yeah. Right? And then hold true to that. As well as, if you are in a relationship, you know, figure out a way that's healthy to mix it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have some friends that, you know, you know they're a little crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know... I'm not going to leave them behind. Yeah. And I'm also very clear about what boundaries I'm willing to set. Yeah. And what I'm not willing to go over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like within your relationship. Um, Boundaries is actually what we're going to talk about next anyway. So that was a good segue. But. I'm on it. um, (laughs) Boundaries within your relationship are very important to set. So, you know, what what boundaries do you have as a couple? Like what is okay? What is not okay? Um, especially when you're dating, Mm -hmm. you know, setting up boundaries together, um, and setting boundaries with what outside relationships can look like as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like we went out to dinner with a couple friend Mm -hmm. last weekend, um, who are dating and it's very important for them that they remain, pure until they are married but they're not engaged yet they're just yeah. dating and so what they do is they have a curfew yeah and so while we were out having ice cream like their curfew timer went off and it was like oh it's time for us to go because mm. you know just to like make sure that they're not alone together late at night yeah. that's what they do and i think that's awesome yeah the two um, of you need to talk about that yeah like what's important to you guys as a couple and how will you go about setting boundaries to maintain those values? Yeah. And then for Xavier and I, like, as a couple, um, for me, like, for us to discuss, like, what are important boundaries as far as, like, what activities are, is it okay for you to go do with your friends? Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I don't have to say to Xavier, like, you can't do this and you can't do that because we already have established values mm-hmm. with each other. And so when he's saying, like, you know, there's boundaries that I have with my friends, like, he's not going out to a strip club mm-hmm. because that's a boundary that we as a couple have. And that's something that didn't even have to be discussed yeah. because that's part of our value system. Yeah. And so if you have to guess about your values as a couple, then your boundaries are going to be very shaky. Yeah. So once you establish healthy values in a value system with each other, then boundaries come pretty easily, but they should still be discussed. Yeah. And boundaries aren't like, I can't do this, I can't do that. Boundaries is just being proactive. Yeah. Setting the culture for your relationship, right? Yeah. As well as setting the culture for you as a single person. Yeah. Right? And so, like, when you get with someone else, you already know where you stand alone as well as you know what you need. Yeah. Right? 
and what you don't want. And, yeah. And, and I think the clearer you are, we are about what we need, the culture we're trying to set, that it'll be that much easier to go forward. Yeah. Into uh, a relationship for those that are single mm-hmm. and a marriage for those that are in a relationship. Yeah. And boundaries can also come through like, um, like you were saying, what you want, what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Like even something as important as communication. Yeah. Like for us, we don't raise our voices at each other. No. We don't yell at each other. We don't name call. Yeah. You know, like that's a boundary that's just part of our relationship. And, yeah. you know, if that was ever to be broken, there would be an issue and we would yeah. have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but instead we have other boundaries like, because like we were talking about earlier how Xavier used to shut down mm-hmm. when he was upset mm-hmm. and he wouldn't speak to me that bound that that behavior hurt me yeah. and so we had to find another way that we could communicate when we're angry mm. and I didn't want to compromise his um, not wanting to say something that he would regret yeah. so we decided he gets five minutes to be away from me and be quiet Mm -hmm. (laughs) if he's upset. But then he has to come back and talk to me about what happened. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, our boundary that we have set up with healthy communication when we have a disagreement. Um, So don't, so don't, uh, I don't look at that as a, as a bad thing. I think going forward, you just have to compromise. Yeah. It's, It's healthy to compromise. It makes no sense to just hold the position and be angry um for days yeah especially when the we know that life is fragile right mm-hmm. and so chances are um a year from now i won't remember yeah. that moment <laughs> that i was angry yeah as well as it takes a lot more energy to be angry yeah and so um you set the tone for yourself for your relationship and so uh the five minutes is something that we agreed on together yeah you know for some couples it may be an hour yeah right and i originally said 30 minutes and he was the one who said no that's too long yeah (laughs) and so so, yeah the point is not to be angry with each other the point is to set uh values right so you guys are on the same page with what, what to expect and then boundaries so that you protect yourself so that you maintain and remain healthy in your Mm -hmm. relationship yeah because at the end of the day something that i always say to xavier is um you know there's enough people in the world who are going to be mean to us we don't have to be mean to each other bars (laughs) so you know remember that when you're like with that person you know if this is someone that you really care about and someone that you see yourself with long term um like remember that you're on the same team and that their intentions probably weren't to hurt you, um, but you still need to talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah, just remember, like, you guys are fighting together. Like, yeah. it's you against the world, you know? In a healthy way. Yes. Not binding crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, in closing, uh, I think it's it's healthy to to remind ourselves that uh, we are not experts yeah. in this, but we are willing to engage our community in this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, a lot of conversations are being had, and yeah. a lot of them are not healthy. Yeah. And so our mission, our goal is really to just, let's get back to healthy. Yeah. Everybody wins when it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And so in healthy, uh, breaking it down to like the single person, is just really like have some perspective. Take your time, right? Like you, we don't know how much time we have on earth, mm-hmm. but we do know that, you know, 
we have the moment in front of us. Yeah. And so if that day you've been working on you, you're killing it, you're in your passion, you're in your calling, and you're going forward, you take your time, you take a deep breath, and then, you know, if there is a person for you, it will happen. Yeah. Right? You don't have to force it. You don't have to change who you are. Mm-hmm. Unless and you shouldn't. Unless your character is detrimental to you. Yeah. Right? You don't have to change who you are. You don't have to dumb down who you are. You don't have to be someone yeah. else that you don't want to be. Like, just keep going every single day. Um, and if it's to be, it will always be. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is 100% effective yeah. in uh, doing what he does. He's yeah. been doing this a whole lot longer <laughs> than we have been thinking about it. Yeah. And so just, just keep that in mind. Like, just keep doing you. Keep crushing it. But remember to work on you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that's going to be far more valuable than your search for that other person. Yeah. As well as, uh, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, begin to, you know, have some perspective. That person that you are with now will change, and that's okay. Yeah. Right? And so in Elizabeth and I's relationship, um, you know, who we are today is not who we are when we met. And who we will be in a year from now won't be the people that are talking to you on this yeah. podcast. Or right? who we were the day we got married. Yes. <laughs> Which uh, was 50, 50 days, days ago. ago. <laughs> and so, you know, the point is just remember that. Just keep that perspective, yeah. right? And so understand that if you have the idea that this person may be the one for you, then it's a long game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like uh, a short-term thing. Like, it's a really long game. So if it's a long game, then have perspective, be patient work with them and if there are some things that don't work for you address it yeah and if it doesn't get better then it's okay to move on yeah right because you set the va- your values the boundaries and so it can be a clean break mm-hmm. right um in our past um i don't know that elizabeth and i have been good at that yeah which is why we're able to have this conversation now yeah and so uh, again we're not experts we're not talking at you we are just let's have healthy relationships going yeah. forward. If you're married, it's not too late um, to have these conversations with the person that you're with and really yeah. sit down yeah. and just get back to the fun, but have the boundaries, have the values, and then just make this like the um, a refreshing, um, renewing yeah. of you guys' vows, you guys' spirit, your mind together going forward like it this is all important yeah this is all necessary work it's not attractive um it's not fun in the beginning um, but remembering to do this stuff will be the difference between um a healthy relationship and unhealthy relationship yeah i love that you also mentioned like if you're already married it's not too late yeah i think that you know like we were saying earlier when you get stuck in these routines sometimes you can just be like, oh, well, we don't do that anymore. And, you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But, like, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Who said you can't bring it back? You're yeah. going to be with this person forever. You might as well make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> make, make it fun. Have fun. And then, you know, ultimately, wherever you are, you're, you're a reflection to someone else. Yeah. Right? And so um, if you're grumpy and you're single, then, <laughs> hey, that's what people are going to see. Yeah. If you're, like, in a relationship, and all you talk about is how bad it is, well, you know, that's what people are going to see. Yeah. Right? And if you're in a marriage, and, uh, you know, you keep talking about how unhappy you are, 
that's what people are going to see. And you're advertising something to someone, mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And, you know, if you are in a relationship or a marriage and you're unhappy, speaking to the person in your relationship about the issues, not outsiders, is always, like, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big mistake that we make um, as people is we want someone to share our pain with and someone to, like, um, stand with us. But if you're not giving that person an opportunity to fix the problem, then you're not you're not being a fair player in yeah. the relationship. Yeah. In the words of the great Derek Haynes, you're being chatty patty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a good place to leave this off because that is really funny <laughs> and very Derek. Mm-hmm. Chatty patty, don't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us for episode two, where we talked a lot about healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, We gave you guys a little more insight into us and our story. And we talked about who this podcast is for. Yep. That means you. Yes. It is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Except for the little children. Yeah. Um, So send us questions or comments or just any feedback that you have or anything that you want us to discuss on our podcast Mm -hmm. um if you really love it which we hope you do that you will share this with other people who could benefit from this message yep and um that you'll subscribe yep and like the podcast because that helps us know if we should continue we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, we're probably going to do it anyway, even if nobody listens to this. But mm-hmm. we hope that um, that it that it helps you yep, or that it inspired you. you or healing. Yeah. Or even if it just encouraged you to, like, work on something with yourself. Yeah. Because that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, have a great week. Yeah. And we will be recording episode three soon. Okay. See ya. Have a good night. Bye. Or day. (laughs) Afternoon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.